Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about five prayers God wants you to pray. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about a few of the prayers that we are instructed to pray in the scriptures. You know, prayer sits at the very heart of our faith because it reveals what we truly believe about God. You know, do we believe that God is truly almighty, that he cares for his creation? Our prayers will reveal that. And the Bible shows us that prayer isn't a formula. It's our avenue to speak to God. And he expects us to pour out our lives to him with our worries and our anxieties and our joy and our triumphs. There's no one size fits all way to pray because our lives are all going to be different. But we are told that when we have our mind in the right place, when our mind is focused on God, there are certain things that we should talk to him about. And although there are a few exceptions, most of the prayers that we read about and are instructed to pray from the New Testament can fit within the categories described in a prayer that Jesus taught his disciples recorded in Luke 11. And you may recognize it. Luke writes, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. You know, each of those petitions we can see expanded throughout the New Testament. And they're earnestly prayed by the earliest of Christians. In this prayer, it challenges us to recognize what we really need. And it cautions us against thinking about that that's not essential. So first, let's start with the introduction to see how God wants us and what God wants us to pray. Jesus says, Father, hallowed be your name. You know, God wants us to pray to hallow his name. So how do we do that? Well, to hallow means to make or declare as holy. So most clearly, we are to approach God with the reverence he deserves. The perfect creator has given us the opportunity, us the imperfect creation, to speak with him directly, to pour out our praise, our worries, our struggles to him. What an awesome opportunity. So let's do it with the honor and the fear he deserves. But this prayer also involves a petition or a request for God to help us live his holiness through our lives, to show the world the mercy of God through our own actions, our own behavior. God is perfect. Humans are not. We can't pray to make him any more holy, but we can pray for the strength that we can practice and proclaim his holiness in our day-to-day lives. Make me holy so the holiness in my life will declare the Father's holiness. That's how I can hollow his name to the world. And throughout this prayer, it's implied, it implies continual growth. You know, Christians are to constantly pursue godliness, holiness, to hallow the Father's name. Second, Jesus taught his disciples to pray for the kingdom to come. And it has. Luke chapter 22, verses 16 through 18, Jesus said, 
for the Last Supper. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. And after taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. His kingdom has come. And so we remember his death through the Lord's Supper. But while the kingdom has already come, we should always be praying that its borders will expand. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 3, Paul writes, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I'm in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. God wants you to pray that we will have an open door to preach the gospel and expand the borders of his kingdom. Number three, Jesus told his disciples to pray for daily bread. And while Jesus may have also been pointing to some spiritual nourishment because he is the bread of life, the early disciples also prayed for physical necessities. They, they often prayed for, for physical safety. As in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 2, when Paul writes, And pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people, for not everyone has faith. Pray that we can overcome persecution. Uh, they also prayed for physical healing. You know, James wrote in chapter 5, verse 13 through 18, they ask, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. God wants us to cast our physical concerns onto him. And that's done through prayer. So number three, we pray so that we can have the physical sustenance we need. Fourth, Jesus told his disciples to pray for the forgiveness of sins, just as they forgive others. You know, Jesus turns from perhaps the greatest physical need we have, daily bread, daily nourishment, to our greatest spiritual one, forgiveness. Forgiveness is the whole foundation of our faith. Our hope is not just that Jesus was crucified and lives today, but that his resurrection offers the opportunity of forgiveness. And throughout Luke's gospel, where, where this prayer is recorded, we know God still loves his creation when we rebel, according to Luke chapter 5, verse 11. We know that there is forgiveness in the kingdom, according to Luke chapter 5, verse 21. And so therefore, we must be a forgiving people. Pray thanking God for the forgiveness of your sins through his eternal plan of redemption. And pray also that you will have the will to forgive others. Finally, fifth, Jesus tells them to pray for the avoidance of temptation. You know, the early Christians, they prayed that they would have the strength to overcome things like 
temptations and anxiety in Philippians 4 and marital temptations in 1 Corinthians 5 and persecution in 1 Peter 4. And they prayed that all of those things, that they wouldn't slow them down, that they would have the strength to serve God through every circumstance. So pray. Pray that you will honor God with your body and mind. Pray that you will have the boldness to work and expand the borders of the kingdom. Pray that you will be able to have your daily needs supplied for. Pray with thanksgiving that your sins are forgiven and pray that God will allow you the strength to continue through the narrow way. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure the others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.